0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Literary Lounge. I'm Paige. And I'm Emily. And today we are going to be talking about Smoke Gets in Your Eyes and Other Lessons from the Crematory by Caitlin Doughty. Um, our question of the week is, what is something you've learned about death as you've gotten older? Um, Probably a lot of things. Um, I would say probably just how unfair it is. Yeah. Like, when I was younger, really, like, my first interactions with death were, like, my dad's parents. My grandparents, they passed when I was pretty young. I was, like, kindergarten and then first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like when you're – I mean, everybody's different. But when you're that age, you don't – at least I didn't totally grasp what that meant. And I think in the moment, too, I was, like, oh, well, they're older. You know, they've reached the end of their lives. And, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles kind of thing. Like, that was – fairly easy to grasp. Um as I've gotten older, like I'm fairly fortunate to not have lost anybody really really close to me like both my parents, like God willing, they're s- they're still alive and I hope that they are, you know, till old age. Like same thing with like s- my sister, like friends, I haven't lost anybody um that I've been really really close to. I mean my my grandma passed away like a year and a half ago and that was really hard cuz she struggled with Alzheimer's for, like, a really long time. Um, She actually passed away. Kind of the last thing that did it was COVID. She was exposed to COVID in the nursing home she was in. Mm -hmm. And that felt really unfair. It, It felt really unfair that she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, like, in her 60s. And then just going that way, like, and, you know, you could argue that she's no longer suffering and stuff. And we'll get into all that with how the author feels about, you know, like, people being in hospitals and nursing homes and just having that whole experience prolonged, but um, that felt really unfair. And I know there's other people out there that have lost people really, really close to them and like, you know, to cancer, car accidents, things you don't see coming. And I can't even imagine how that feels like not, not seeing it coming, I think. So I, I think just, I've learned how, how unfair it is, how, how sudden and, earth shattering it can be mm-hmm. yeah well that's like how my best friend died from yeah coal yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> he was killed by well he survived the accident but it was because of the accident the that drunk he, driver yeah yeah in high school um so yeah like I understand like how death being unfair like you're more realizing that as you get older I mm-hmm. think for me too like it's just that as I've gotten older, like you just kind of realize it becomes inevit- inevitable. <laughs> inevitable. Yeah. Um just because like when you're younger, you kind of think like you're invincible, like you are like you're going to live for forever. Yeah. You're and like live you till think your age. parents yeah. are going to live forever and mm-hmm. like they're just always going to be around and it's just like that's not the case. Yeah. Um so much so many things can happen. We should have said the trigger warning before we got into this, but there is going to be death in the conversation. This entire conversation is about death. Yes. yes. So, so <laughs> sorry, yeah. we should have done that sooner, but um, we'll put it, I'll put it in the yeah. description of the podcast. Um, But yeah, I mean, that pretty much is like what I've learned as I got older. Mm-hmm. Yep. About death. But yeah, I mean, this book, it, It talks a lot about death. Um, It's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, we'll just kind of get into like deeper conversations about it and Mm -hmm. some of the stories that she told. It is, in a sense, going to be spoiler-free. In a sense. Yeah, yeah, Because like we're not going to be going into too much detail on what she's like written. It's going to be more of a conversation about like the topics that she wrote about. Yep. Um, So... Even if you haven't read it, you should be fine to listen to it, I would think. What, what do you think? Um. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Because like, like you said, we're not going to go into every story that she shares in this book from her experiences working in a crematory. Um, we're just going to talk about like, I guess the spoiler part might be like you said, the topics or the things that she argues yeah. through her experiences where we're going to talk about maybe how we feel about it, if we agree, disagree, things that were alarming. I mean- you pick a book about a crematorium, yeah, it's going to be morbid. like Yeah. So we'll talk about some of those things that were, seemed really bizarre to us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked this book because, well, A, had good ratings, B, it's spooky season, but I feel like that's kind of wrong to be like, oh, death is a spooky <laughs> season conversation. It's like, I don't know, now I'm kind of, like, beating myself up about it a little bit because I'm, like, that happens all year round to people. Like, it's not a spooky season topic, but it was creepy, for sure, some of the stuff that... Yeah, but we're also getting... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're also getting into Dia, Dia de los Muertos too. is going to be coming up, too. So, I yeah. mean, that's, like, celebrating the dead as yeah, well. Yeah, so, that's I mean, true. It still, yeah, relates. Yeah, <laughs> applicable. Um, Also, like... I find death like very, very scary. I mean, I I think most people do probably, but like I actually went through this, like this is kind of weird, but like as a kid, I went through a phase where like I thought I was going to die. Like I think maybe it was when I was getting a little bit older where I realized it can happen at any point in time Mm -hmm. and like I remember, like, not being able to sleep at night and I would tell my mom, like, I think I'm going to die. And she's like, you're not going to die. Like, you're fine. Like, she tried to, like, comfort me and tell me that it doesn't just happen. and It, it kind of does. I, I think like- she was just trying to tell me, like, you're healthy and you are fine. Like, that sort of thing. But, like, I, like, mentally it was, like, very consuming, I think, realizing, like, how real death is. Yeah. I think, like, I kind of went through something similar to that, too, when I was younger. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's, like, a stage. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people go through that. And, like, I also went through a stage, like, where I thought my parents were just going to die. Yeah. Like, and I was just terrified, you know? So, but, I mean, yeah, like, as I said, like, it's inevitable. Like, you could die in a car accident. You could, Mm -hmm. like, you never know. You could be completely healthy and something could happen. Yeah. You never know. So. That's why they say live every day like it's your last, which is morbid but true Mm -hmm. in a sense like you just yeah like you said you don't know so yeah so yeah anyway um let's get into this book all right oh i forgot to mention drink oh themed drink of the podcast we are drinking the crematory cider Paige is just drinking regular apple cider. I'm drinking a spiked cider. has a cinnamon stick, some good spices in it. Um, our recipe is posted if you are looking for that. It is very toasty, cozy, spooky season vibes. Yeah. Oh. All right, now let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So, just high level, like this book. It's it's a memoir. So the author Caitlin Dodie. She um at a very young age, like had a morbid curiosity about death. And like, as she got older, she knew she wanted to work like for a crematory. Her long-term goal is be a funeral director. Like this has always kind of been what she wanted to do. Um, So this book is really about her experiences through that as she's gotten older. Um, There's like, there's a couple different things that I think led to her interests in this particular topic. A, I think Just having a morbid curiosity is probably enough. There's a lot of people out there that obviously are interested in this sort of thing because we have funeral directors, um, people that perform autopsies, do embalmings, all that stuff. So there are people out there that are interested in that sort of thing and care about it. And uh, I think that was part of it for her. The other thing was like how she witnessed that young girl die in the mall. Mm -hmm. At a very young age, she watched a young girl fall two stories and hit the floor and she died. Yeah. She calls I think the chapter is called The Thud. If I'm remembering that correctly. That's but sad. <laughs> can you imagine even now seeing that? But seeing that as a child, how eye opening that would be. That's scary. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yep. Um so yeah, she she talks about that. She talks about um yeah, just having an interest in it growing up. Um, and then just like the things that she experiences in the crematory, the bizarre encounter she has with people like family members and whatnot, just how hysterical some people can be with the death of their loved ones. I mean, I feel like that's valid. Everybody grieves differently, but she definitely had some like interesting stories. Um, I guess like what surprised you most when you're reading this book? Like, was there any like facts or... Or scenarios where you're like, wow, I did not know that. Or like, I can't imagine that happening. Yeah. Um, One of them was, and you're probably. <laughs> I did this last week. Hold on. <laughs> one of them is, and you're probably going to say this too, is like the Brazilian practice from that one tribe or I don't know if it's like all of brazilian culture but nice <laughs> like people on to... youtube know what's going on yeah um how they resort to cannibalism when someone dies yeah did you hear me swallow Ah, <laughs> uh, like yeah so i did i don't know if mike did though <laughs> <laughs> okay keep going i'm sorry i uh, know it's okay um so that like surprised me and then another one that surprised me and i kind of wanted to look more into this and i could be getting some of the details wrong um but how the chinese culture use a, they like hire um grief death doulas no it was like oh grieving professionals okay or something that hype up the grieving process to make sure like Everyone is, like, grieving to their max. Yeah. At least that's, like, what she was talking about. That's why I wanted to look more into it Um, because I just – it was – I just never knew that, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to know if it was, like, true or not. But yeah, do you remember that part? When they were, like – they were the first family that was, like, viewing the actual cremation. The witness cremation. Yep. And they hired – they were, like, filming it and they hired, like, grieving professionals – Oh, That were, like, actors to, like, hype up the grief. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Must have zoned out at that part. Um, Yeah, and, like, I could be getting some of the details wrong. Um, Side note, I DNF'd this book. (laughs) So I just, like, was having a very hard time, like, paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. So I was just, like, constantly, like, rereading and reading through it and not actually, like taking in any of the information yeah. um like zoning out the entire time I was reading it so I could be getting some of the details wrong but like that is what surprised me those two things um that was oh yeah also the baby chapter surprised me yeah. a lot too that was that was really tough to read about yeah like i didn't there's they have like scheduled days like weekly that they just go pick up the group of babies that died that week Yeah, from the hospital. Yeah. And, like, how she, like, brought, like, the gurney in there. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, why didn't she just bring a box? Because I guess the other guy who typically does, like, the pickups, like, just puts all the babies in a box. Like, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's just sad. Yeah, well, and then did you read the part about how the woman, the pregnant woman, like, went in to, like, schedule – her crematory for her baby or or something like that crematory appointment or like embalming or something that she needed from them and it wasn't caitlin that was talking to her but somebody else that she worked with i think was like oh well at least you have like another one on the along the way like definitely not the right thing to say and she was planning it for the baby inside of her oh because the baby was not alive sad no i didn't i didn't um Maybe I I got like about halfway through, a little over halfway and then okay. I enough to so I, wherever that was. It was probably not that long after. Okay. Where you got to, but um it wasn't the same chapter as the baby chapter. I think it was somewhere in there. Oh, in so that, maybe I did and I just like missed it. I don't know though. I, I feel like, like you wouldn't have missed that with like where you're at right now like can, was this hard to read about like being pregnant? Um, that one was, and I think like the thing that bothered me the most and made me decide to DNF it was when she, and I talked to you about this a little bit, but, um, dang, I should have found the exact quote, but she was like in the, during the baby part, she was talking about like how, I'm not going to get into like the morbid details, you can read that for yourself if you want, but how it's sad to like, like the babies are like the saddest to cremate, even when they have stupid names, like caitlin spelled this way instead of this yeah. way and i was like you're literally making fun of a dead baby's name like that's awful like yeah. this family just lost their most prized possession and you're mm-hmm. commenting on the name like it's just kind of fucked up yeah like and that's what made me just not like this author at all <laughs> yeah that was like too far for sure yeah this author def- definitely has dry humor there were certain things i thought was kind of funny there's other parts where i was just like that's fine. Well, they Whatever. advertise it to be a funny book. They're like, it's morbidly funny. It's mm-hmm. like, and like all the reviews on the back from the magazines and whoever the fuck reviews yeah. were saying like, oh, it's, it was so funny. And like, I literally did not laugh once. Like I yeah. didn't find anything funny. I was like, no, <laughs> just yeah. didn't hit right with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I listened to the audiobook. She narrated the audio book. Um, and so sometimes I feel like that can help when they're like, yeah, when they're seeing the a delivery. Way. Yeah. Um, so I think that benefited in some instances and there was other instances. Where it was just like, oh, this feels like comedic relief, but I'm, um, you know, it, it's fine. I, I'm not laughing. Um, yeah. other people probably would laugh at that kind of stuff. Like there are certain things, but, um, anyway, back to, the, back to the topic. <laughs> so, uh, anything else that surprised you? Um from what i read no but there's probably some stuff that surprised you that I didn't read so yeah like, what surprised you through a lot of things I mean so starting with like the crematory process Oh. Uh, like how the bones don't that's, burn yes that actually is what surprised me because I did not know that but then like when people have house fires that's how they identify too is by bones that stuff. makes a lot of sense I know but like I never like I just thought like the The cremation machine, like, got hot enough. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that did surprise me. I I forgot. I was just going to say that when you were going into it. I guess I just, I don't know, like, the whole construction and, like, um, science behind, like, a cremation machine, but I guess I just assumed that they got hot enough where they would burn. Like, I just literally pictured you, you pull the body, air quotes, body out when it's done, Yeah, and it's a pile of ashes. That's what I thought, too. Um, but it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like there's quite a bit of cleanup associated and like then the bones go in like the bone blender. Ugh. Yeah. Um, she was talking about how when they cremate overweight people, how the fat like runs out of the machine and onto the floor and it like got on her one time. Yeah. I think I stopped right around that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I ta- as I say these things out loud, I'm like, there's probably people listening to this right now that are like, I'm definitely not reading that book. Yeah. <laughs> or in other people that are like. That's interesting. Right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just, I guess, how, like, dirty it is. I mean, what do you expect, though? Like, they're literally, like, working with human remains, ashes, and stuff. But it's, like, I guess I didn't realize, like, how dirty she actually would get while she was working. Yeah, like, one time she said, like, she came home and she was like, now I need to go rinse off my sh- my human dust. Like, yeah. ick. <laughs> yeah, that would be hard to... Like you're think breathing about. that in. Yeah, yeah. Um, the baby part was hard to read. I guess that I mean, people die at all ages, so I guess it's not you know too surprising that they're cremating babies. Like some people opt for that if if they've lost their little one. Um. Uh, the other part that surprised me was how she was talking about when people donate. Their bodies to science, yeah. You, I mean, I guess this isn't too shocking, but how they don't, you don't get to specify where your body goes to, whether people are going to be do like practicing plastic surgery on you, or if like you're going to help cure cancer, like you know, it could be anything. And again, morbid. But she talked about how some like body parts were missing and things, or they'd get sent like a leg. To cremate or whatever. Oh yeah. Well that I guess that in that, that was instance the, it was the guy there was a or, or gal. Somebody that was diabetic yeah. and they lost their leg and she like, cremated a leg. To be fair though, like plastic surgery isn't just like getting a facelift and stuff. Like it's a lot of plastic surgery is, like burn victims and like That's true. That's fair. Reconstruction surgery. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like all like cosmetic. Yeah. You know. That's true. So yeah. But I guess like I I didn't really think about how you Obviously, you're not alive. You don't get a say as to what happens to your body when you donate to sinus, science. And I'm not not saying that, like, I wouldn't be open to that thing or that other people shouldn't be open to it. It's just learning a little bit more about it was yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I guess just, like, her whole argument, and we'll, we'll get there, about how our society isn't really open to death. I... That was that was eye-opening to me, I guess, and I can see where she's coming from. Again, we'll get there, but there's a lot of different things, I guess, with this book that really made me think, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So, after reading the book and, like, learning about, like, the whole cremation process and everything, has it, like, changed your opinions on the subject? Kind of. Like, so, she talks a lot about how, like, embalming is very much, like, Western society, where that's very normal, especially like with my experiences with death, like when my grandparents passed away when I was really young, um, they we they're both open casket, and so that was kind of like my experience with death was like seeing people in caskets. Other funerals I had been to, you know, like family friends that had passed away or whatever, like were always open casket, and actually that's hard to see. Yeah. At any age. And I uh, struggled with that definitely. Like, so I always thought that that was the normal thing to do, I guess. And then uh, my grandma, that passed away like a year and a half ago, uh, she was cremated. And I always thought it was kind of interesting how she wanted to be cremated. My grandfather, who's still alive, that they were married for a very long time, he also wants to be cremated. And so I just remember when I first heard that thinking, well, that's interesting. That doesn't seem normal. Most people want to be embalmed and want to have, you know, be buried in a a casket. And so thinking about myself, what I want, I don't know. This is not me going on the record saying that I want to be cremated, but I think I'm a little bit more open to it now knowing kind of what that process looks like. Yeah. I, for me, like... I want to be cremated just because like I can't I mean obviously I'm dead at this point like but like just like even thinking now like my body in the Mm grounds, like decaying yeah you know it just like freaks me out like I think I'd rather just be cremated and like I also like the idea of like spreading like ashes and like Mm -hmm. places like I was just as I was reading this I like asked David like his opinions on it and I was like well if I like die before you like I would think it'd be really cool I don't even know the legality of this but like I want my ashes to spread in Paris <laughs> but then I'm like is it legal <laughs> to you know <laughs> this is like a morbid thought but I'm just picturing David like at the top of the Eiffel Tower just like making it <laughs> rain on everybody at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> that's how I want it <laughs> all right kidding. well but I don't think hopefully you can even... we don't have to think about that but uh yeah good to know yeah, I don't think you can bring them on a plane, though, without, like, some sort of, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, or spread them in another country. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's, like, certain areas you are not allowed to dump human remains. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. No, even, like, yeah, no, definitely, like, obviously do it legally, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Like, you know, like, it's just, like, a cool, th- I love Paris, like, i yeah. live there if I could. I don't know. That's where your soul belongs. It's just a parents. thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely, like, appreciate that about this book, like, just educating myself more on, like, the cremation process. hmm Yeah. Um, well, I guess we can kind of get into, like, the heavier topics. But, like, the author argues that, like, as a society, as I said, like, the United States doesn't, in her opinion, doesn't accept death. We're always trying to cover it up. We're not really ever coming to terms with it. Um and, le- and like really educating ourselves about it. So like do you agree that that's how it is or or would you argue that we are pretty open to it as a society? In ways, I am kind of on both sides with it. So like the points that she makes is like how – and you were kind of talking about this earlier too, but um, how like – we prolong death like you just like kind of try as hard as you can to prevent death from happening even though it's inevitable like yeah um but like she does make points about like how like in the sense of like covering it up like she was talking about like oh well we like doll up the embalms you know Mm -hmm. like to make them look presentable for the family and stuff and like kind of like hinting like that's wrong but like at the same time like the way i see it like from a viewpoint of like the the onlooker mm-hmm. um or like the family member is like I would rather see someone peaceful and dolled up and like at their best when they're dying than however they died, right like, in a car accident, like yeah, mauled up, or like you know, like it I would rather have that last memory of them seeing them like that than how they actually looked when right. they died depending mm-hmm. on how they died um some people may say like that that's not accepting reality and mm-hmm. but like I don't think like in this like it's death is such a sensitive topic I don't think it, you should have to yes yeah. in that yeah you know? so I think it's like you said it's it's however you choose to grieve like yeah. and again it, it is the choice sometimes if if things are planned out of the person that's died, you know, if they had a plan in place, Mm -hmm. other times it was sudden and they didn't, you know, maybe they were young and like the family has to make a decision. So yeah, like you, I see both sides where I, I definitely see her argument where like she's arguing that, you know, embalming bodies and then people seeing their loved one all made up and in a nice dress or whatever, like is not really accepting what, where they're at. Like, that they're actually gone, um, but at the same time, like you said, I like they want to maybe remember them at peace. I guess I could see where maybe it would almost be better to just not see them at all. Yeah, and I, like that—that that again is like your opinion, and like yeah. all this is also her opinion, and it's mm-hmm. like I don't think she really has the right to diss on a culture's way of grieving Mm -hmm. but then praise another culture like everyone has their own way of grieving you know and i feel like she did that a lot like she really hated on the way the united states like handles death and like grieving but like that's our culture like that's Mm -hmm. that's how we deal with it and like yeah everyone has their own way just like the that brazilian tribe with the cannibalism are like like all the other cultures that she talked about too, like they're it's all different. So like, how yeah. can you say one way is right and the other way is not? You know, right? Yeah, I think I kind of, I kind of think that maybe not seeing them at all, maybe is is where I lean towards. I just remembering that too. remembering them at how their best, yeah, exactly when they were alive, healthy, happy, like. My mom always says how when my grandma passed, so when my grandma was alive and she had Alzheimer's, it was so hard for us to see her like that because she used to be so bubbly, lively, fun. And then when they have Alzheimer's and they get it gets really bad, like, you know, they're not who they were. They're very quiet and just like not all there anymore. And so she said that when my grandma passed, she suddenly all of her memories of like who my grandma was before that, like all came back to her. And so I feel like it's kind of like, I mean, again, my grandma was cremated, so we, you know, didn't have like an open casket for her or anything. And I think that could be attributing to that a little bit, like, you know, just her, she's not suffering anymore and, and we remember her as as who she was in her best best mm-hmm. years. So, yeah, I could see that, you know, not seeing them, how that could be beneficial. Yeah, for sure. I would probably prefer not to see. Yeah, but you know what was interesting, random, just on this topic, like she talked about the green burials or the green deaths, natural burial where I can't remember where they do this. I think you can have this done in the United States in certain plots of land or areas that allow this, but like how you can just be buried as is like they don't don't try to prolong the decay or embalm or anything like that. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting like i would be I would be interested to like read about that a little bit more, like yeah, well, they also have too I mean, I think you have to be cremated in this too, but you can like come back as like a tree, you know, like you can like get cremated and then use your ashes as like the the nutrients and stuff, for oh a really, tree. oh, that's so sweet. it's like you yeah, um, you can plant or your family members can plant your tree, yeah, and then you're yeah. There's so many ways, but... Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing that she talked about later on in the book that I don't think you got to was how a lot of, like, the Disney movies, like, especially she mentioned Little Mermaid, are based off, like, Brothers Grimm tales. So, are actually, they're very, very uh, morbid true stories that yeah. have been uh, di- diluted to... Be more appropriate for children. Um, And she talks about how, again, arguing that, like, our society is not open to learning about death and, like, being more educated on it. She thinks that, like, children or, like, us as a society should be having those conversations at a much earlier age. And, like, maybe – I can't exactly remember how she argued we should go about it, but maybe just that, like, some of these, like, princess movies – could be a little bit more realistic as to, like, what people go through. How do you, like, what do you think about that? Like, I, like children's movies having death in them. I mean, some of them do have death in them. Yeah. Like, have you seen Bambi? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't agree with that. I think that's fucking traumatizing. And, like, you just said, like, you saw your grandparents o- cast open casket, like, when you were really little mm-hmm. in that like kind of that was kind of scary yeah yeah. like I don't know I think that's up to the individual person if that they'd want that but no I don't think that Disney needs to change their movies based on her opinion (laughs) right so I think uh it is one of those things that I think it should be talked about and I don't think there's anything wrong with children being exposed to the concept at an early age, but I think it's one of those things that should come from the parents, how yeah. how we decide to communicate that and- to our future children, what that conversation is going to look by- like. I definitely yeah. think like there are moments where you have no choice but to address it with your child, like grandparent dies or, or somebody's passed away and they don't know why. Like You have to be able to create a sort of delivery for that, I think it's kind of up to the family as to what that's going to look like. But I definitely agree with the concept that it should be talked about. I'm really I, big on like communication and like yeah, that. I agree with that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the fact that with those like grim tales or whatever they're called, yeah. like I've heard those are pretty messed up. And yeah. Like Little Mermaid that that gets her like tongue chopped a, off. Yeah. So like to make that into like a kid's movie is... not necessary Ariel loses her tongue like yeah can you imagine watching that as a kid (laughs) exactly it's not necessary like leave it up to the the parents yeah like if if you want to teach your kid that then yeah go ahead if you don't then don't Mm -hmm. like that's your decision but yeah I mean I agree with what you said too like it I for me personally like I I agree like it probably should be talked about a little more but it doesn't need to be like that morbid (laughs) It probably doesn't need to be Disney's responsibility to uh, exactly teach our children about death. But yeah. yeah, totally stand with the statement that like we don't talk about it enough. I mean, you and I literally at the beginning of this episode talked about how neither of us really understood it at a young age and how when we started to realize it was a thing, how very mentally challenging that was. I think, too, like you want to do it in a way, too, where it's not going to instill more fear in your kids because like I could see like. The conversation – I, th- I feel like it's such a touchy subject, so you have to approach it perfectly in order to, like, yeah. not traumatize the yeah. kids and make their worry – like, you want to, like, relieve their worries and, like, kind of still give them peace with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't want to make the situation worse. Yeah, like, I don't want to scare them. Exactly. I'm a big fan of books, obviously. We have a book podcast. I I bet that there are books out there, and if there aren't, maybe this is – my chance or your chance to write a book but like it and these are things that you can kind of look into ahead of time before giving it to your child but if there was a book about death that communicated in a way that I agreed with I think that would be a good way to have a conversation and like read it together and yeah make it more productive than anything maybe that's something that you read when a loved one passed away and and just that that helps them understand maybe from like a picture book perspective um mm. yeah I don't know yeah yeah that's a good point. maybe we can write a book about it
1: Children's maybe book.
0: but I don't even know how I'd go about that conversation that's so. <laughs> true here we are we're like and I probably should preface neither of us are professionals in the subject no. this is just all speculation based on what we've read and our own personal experiences so. yes yep yeah um So at the end of this book, uh, Caitlin talks about like good deaths versus bad deaths. What do you consider a good death? Um, I agree with like her definition of a good death to a sense where, you know, having your life prolonged from a very like cruel disease, like Alzheimer's or something is not a good death. (laughs) Um, it's sad for everybody involved having gone through it. I can say that, um. I I see why we do it though. I mean, for especially those that are still alive, the loved ones and stuff, you want this person around and like. So that all makes sense to me. Like why things are the way they are and why we're trying to find cures and in ways medications and things that help people. I'm all for that. Um, but I agree with her where that's that's a tough death, right? Uh, yeah. So I guess a good death is going in your sleep at a very very old age and hopefully at that point in time you're still with it which is sad because it's so sudden to people around you if they didn't see it coming but at the same time then they didn't suffer exactly so that that's what I would say what about you I would agree with that Mm -hmm. um I mean again I didn't make it to the end of the book so like I didn't read like what her definitions of it were so like going by like what you said like I agree with everything you said about like good deaths. Like I mm-hmm. think it's a good death would be going like in your sleep or yeah. like just quick. Yep. You know, not not prolonged. Not suffering or not, you know, not, not on life losing your your capabilities. And, and yeah. Yeah. Um I know like there's we talked a little bit about this before the podcast, but there I think it's Sweden. Okay. Where it's some country in Europe where like they have assisted suicides. Mm -hmm. So like you have that option to end your life. If you're like going down a path of like a chronic disease or like a terminal disease. Um, And obviously that's not in everyone's beliefs, but at the same time, like you don't have that option here. And like, You'll hear – I'm sure like a lot of the listeners also have experienced this of like a family member telling them like, oh, don't ever put me in a nursing home and don't – if I get Alzheimer's, don't, don't let me progress. Like I just want to go. But it's like yeah. you don't have a say in that. Like there's nothing you can really do. Yeah. With the, – the nursing home aspect, we have a say in it. But mm-hmm. like with like Alzheimer's or like any disease, like you – you can't just, like, be like, oh, they said they didn't want to live, so pull the plug. You know, like, yeah. you can't just do that here. Um, And it's sad because, mm-hmm. like, I've had family members tell me that, like, don't let me get that way, you know. Yeah. But it's like th- th- there's nothing you can do about that here. Yeah. So. You're going through it because exactly. nobody's going to take care of it, you know. Yeah. Like that. That's not, yeah. that's not an option. Basically, the only thing we have, like, that would be, like, a do not resuscitate. Yeah, but like in certain exactly, but even then though, like there are loopholes with do not resuscitates. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I don't know a lot about Um, that. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into it, but there there can be loopholes. Um, But I just, in a sense, like if someone, if that's like in someone's like will, like their wish is to like not get to that point, Mm -hmm. and because like especially with Alzheimer's, like you're not the same person you were anymore, usually. So, like, as much, like, as maybe your family is, like, holding on to you and wanting to keep you around, like, that's not fair, like, if you didn't want to go through that. Yeah. So, like, it's sad to think, like, you don't have a say in that. Yeah. When it's your life. Yep. And that's kind of what she argues in the book about how, like, I can't remember how she talked about suicide, she wasn't like pro suicide, but it kind of seemed like she understood a little bit more of why people do that Mhm, as sad as that sounds like so yeah i I think we're all kinda on the same page as what's a good death and what's a bad death you know? yeah so yeah, for sure um yeah it's it's all so sad, and um yeah, really makes you think <laughs> mm-hmm. so. What are your final thoughts? Did you like this book? What's your rating? I would give it a three and a half. Um, I, the things I liked about it is that I learned a lot. Um, I thought she had like a background in medieval history with that's what her degree was in, in college. So when she was incorpor- incorporating like the t- Tibetan monks, the Brazilian tribe, the medieval times, like talking about how all these different groups of people and in, in times handled death, that was very interesting. I thought the, the cremation process was interesting. Um, Yeah, I just, I appreciated what I learned. I think I agree with you where some of the humor didn't necessarily land for me, not trying to bash her or anything. It just uh, didn't hit for me, maybe the way that it would hit for some other people. It was morbid. It was... It delivered on that. That's for sure. There was some things that I was kind of like, "Ooh, okay, let's move on." Other times I was like, "Wow, that's really interesting in a creepy way." So it was a it was a roller coaster. That's for sure. Some parts I was kind of zoned out a little bit listening to it. Um, it was just kind of all the things. So so that's how I feel. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> so as I said before, I DNF'd it. Mm-hmm. Um, my rating would probably be a one <laughs> one star. Um, I just And I'm probably... I'm going to bash a little bit here. Yeah. Um, I thought the author was very immature in her writing. Um, Again, like we've said, like the humor didn't land with me at all. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't laugh once during it. I thought the immaturity around like the baby names. And there was also other instances of it as well. was just kind of pissed me off. Um, But like I kind of felt the opposite of you. Like... I, I thought this book was, and this is probably my fault for not like reading more about the synopsis before I mm-hmm. read it. But I thought it was going to be more stories of her time working in the crematorium instead of like most of it was like history. And I, that's like not the part that I was interested in. Like I, I love scary movies and like, I love like, like the, the messed up scary movies, you know, yeah. like I, I wanted to hear about like some of like, maybe some more, like, more stories about her working in the crematorium that were a little more, like, messed up and, like, learning more about, like, what it was like to work in a crematorium instead of, like, the cultures, the culture around death and, like, how it's handled in different cultures. Um, some of it was interesting, don't get me wrong. Like, it was it was cool to learn about how some cultures handled death, but I think there was just so many, like, random facts that were tossed around in there that were, like, kind of, like, that was... A little unnecessary to throw Mm -hmm. in there. Um, And I just, like, found myself just spacing out most of the time reading it until, like, something, like, really morbid came up that, like, piqued my interest. And then it was gone again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it, but I'm sure there – I mean, obviously, from the reviews, there are a lot of people that did enjoy it. So it just wasn't up my alley, which is really weird because – that's usually up my alley is like that yeah. kind of stuff. But That's the thing about this book, and we talked about this before the podcast, how you were surprised you didn't like it, is like the type of person that picks up this book is interested in this kind of book. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to read about death, if you don't want to learn about crematories, you're not going to read this book. It is, it is what you see is what you get. So yeah. I'm sure probably a lot of the good ratings have to do with the fact that it delivered on what these people were looking for exactly the masses probably felt that it was satisfactory yep you made so. a good point too before the podcast um god what was it now i just had it in my head this pregnancy brain is fucking <laughs> getting me. i don't remember um, We talked a lot before this episode Jeez, god what was it? i literally just had it in my head until i said oh that point you brought up earlier <laughs> that it was gone yeah dang it Wait, what did you just say again? About how like people that pick up this book like want to read it. Like they this is what they were looking for. Damn, thought that would spark it, but didn't Okay, that's all right. <laughs> Shoot. What did you say that sparked my memory of that? Uh. Like okay. the people that are reading it are they wanna read this kind of book? No. No, I don't know. No, I can't. Anyway, remember. sorry. <laughs> a fleeting thought it's gone yep. with the wind um yeah anything else no <laughs> that's pretty much my thoughts on it yeah well reading anything right now <laughs> read anything recently? uh gonna start salem's lot okay um we're gonna be doing an episode on that in october so mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that but yeah what about you I am thinking of starting uh project. Hail Mary by Andy Weir. It's a science fiction book. He wrote The Martian. Okay, that became a movie. I'm sure you've heard of it. But yeah, um, it that this project Hail Mary is also a very popular book of his. Is it a football book? No, <laughs> it's a like space astronaut book. Too. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I haven't read a science fiction in a while, and I hear good things. So, give oh yeah, science fiction. Okay, yeah. I just thought Hail Mary and then, like, football. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, Well, you never know. He doesn't have to just write about space, but it seems like he does. So, Anyway. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us. That was our episode. Um, If you liked this episode on Smoke Gets In Your Eyes, uh, leave us a five-star review on, if you're listening on a podcast platform, or give us a rating on YouTube if you liked it. Um, We always appreciate the feedback that we get from everybody. Um, our giveaway is still active. We are giving away a copy of Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Um, it has its own YouTube video, so you just go to that video, listen to the instructions and you can enter in to win that. Um, next week we are going to be having a discussion on horror and thriller books. so we're just doing a book talk spoiler free. so tune in if you want to hear about our favorites, maybe ones we didn't like, some that are just plain weird. We're gonna get into all of it so keeping keeping on with the spooky season. So with that, thanks for joining. Thank you. Bye.